0: T. Higgins and Jamar Chase talked about their futures and their health and a whole lot more. We're going to get into what they had to say at their locker room appearances at this point in the offseason. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco. He's your host, James Rapine. We're the Locked On Bengals Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. You can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. Become an everydayer. Join that first listen club. If you never heard the show before, that's just a bunch of Bengals fans to make us their first listen every day on their way to work or while they're making breakfast, whatever it is. And Today, James, we dive into a couple of other superstars. The everydayers know that we had a big Joe Burrow episode yesterday as he had his off-season meeting with the media. And one of what I assume will be not a whole lot of media contact with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, at least for a while here, also happened on Tuesday in the locker room. Got to hear some updates from Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And let's start with Jamar Chase shall we? The other former LSU megastar, now a Cincinnati Bengals megastar, had a lot of interesting things to talk about. What really stood out to me, James, and maybe this isn't what really stood out to you, but was when Jamar was talking about why he was at the OTAs and how he was encouraging T. Higgins to also come to the OTAs, And it reminded me last year of when he said he never wanted to come off the field. He said a a big part of it is just fitness, getting that cardio level up, keeping that cardio level up because he never wants to come off the field. He wants as many snaps on the field with T Higgins specifically, which is why he said he encouraged T Higgins to also get the extra work in as possible. And he was off to a good start. In that respect, last year, James, before his injury. And I'm sure that's just adding more fuel to the fire for him to try to stay on the field as much as possible.
1: No doubt. No, I think Jamar Chase is one of those freaks and he has the work ethic to back it up. He could be the best, he would be the best receiver arguably in the league, even if he didn't put this type of work in. And so we we talk a lot about expectations for Joe Burrow and, and people are talking MVP and MVP odds and all of those things. Let's talk about Jamar Chase for a second because that dude balled out despite dealing with an injury. And the best news that and, – and I guess you could have, have had this takeaway, had this thought given the power clean video that went viral that we talked about, given some of the off-season workouts. But Jamar Chase, don't worry about that hip injury.
2: I'm 100%.
1: <laughs> Boom, 100%. It's the best thing he said. It's the best thing anybody said, honestly, on Tuesday. Because even the Baroque contract stuff, we'll see, right? But there was some speculation, certainly on our end. Will, will he need surgery? Is he going to have to deal with that hip? Is, is that going to linger? All of those things. Always well, he's 100%. And to your point on the fitness aspect of things, he's doing all of the track work that he did last year, preparing the same way. I think he looks a little thicker too. I know people talked about Joe Burrow, but I, I think he's even in better shape now than he was um, a year ago, two years ago. Part of that is just age and continuing to lift and, and growing into his man body since he came into the league at, at a young age. He's just 23 years old now. So I expect Jamar Chase to have a monster year and you would think, oh, well, he, he's thinking 2000 yards. I know that was something he talked about last off season. He's actually got his eye on TJ Hushmanzada's record, receptions record for a season 112. And I remember when TJ caught that 112th pass, uh, I believe it was 07. It was in a meaningless game. The Bengals were not um, 07? It sounds right. 06 or 07. Either way, the Bengals were not going to make the playoffs. He caught that pass. So hopefully Jamar eclipses that 112 mark. And it uh, has a lot to do with the Bengals getting the one seed.
0: Yeah. I mean, you hope that that's. The outcome. I mean, he's talked about wanting to break every record. I love that he has different records in mind every year. Just just a little something different. And he said he wasn't going to share all of his goals. That's not his only goal for this year. Obviously, the Super Bowl, the goal every year. That's one obvious one. Um, it's You mentioned that he's looking a little stronger. It's crazy how good he's been, how young he's been. All of the research out there, on wide receiver primes, wide receiver peaks, that sort of thing. Those are happening from age 23 to age 30. He's entering his age 23 season. I mean, you're generally seeing the prime for guys later in their careers than 21, 22. I mean, almost always, even for some of the greats, the exception being Justin Jefferson, who had one of the best years ever in 2022. 17 game season, but he was 23 years old for for that season. And it's easy to remember, not easy to forget that they came in one year after the other. Mm-hmm. And and Jamar's a year younger. So he gets a chance to always do, okay, what we saw what Jefferson did. Now let's see what what Jamar did. But even some of the greats, like Randy Moss, 26 and 30, were his. Most productive seasons in terms of age, Antonio Brown, 26, 27, Calvin Johnson, 26, Marvin Harrison, 30, Cooper Cup's big year, 28. And that's why the age thing is so interesting and so impressive with Jamar Chase is that he's just entering his 23, age 23 season. And we've seen greatness from him already, but we should not, if ha- we should not ex- expect to have seen his best. We should expect to see his best in the next handful of years in Cincinnati.
1: And I think the interesting part of this is you mentioned the one hundred and twelve receptions. Well, as a rookie, he wasn't used that way. It was it was Go Ball City. Last year they they found some different ways to to get him the ball just throughout the offense, and obviously they moved him into the slot and, and those type of things. Hopefully they can have the nice mixture of both, where you're getting the big plays this year, you're getting the yards after catch plays. And we saw those last year, certainly, uh, before the hip injury. And if you have that balance, I think there's a path for him to have the biggest year, not just of his career, but can set some of those Bengals records and continue to do that and it just be kind of in rhythm with the offense where he's not getting force-fed the ball. I think part of it with Justin Jefferson, and I'm not saying he's not a great player, but last year, Adam Thielen in and out of the lineup – he was kind of their guy. Irv Smith injured, by the way, which we'll hear from Jamar and Irv Smith coming up. Like, they didn't have a ton of weapons. And so you kind of have to go that route. With the Bengals, it's sort of the opposite. But if the offensive line holds up and Burrow does play like an MVP, this offense should hit that 30-point uh, that mark that locked on Bengals listeners know that I, I hold them to, that type of standard. I, I think they can be the best offense in the league, partially, a big part of it. You have arguably the best quarterback or second best, whatever you want to say, and then a guy in Jamar Chase who by the end of this year I I think could establish himself as the best receiver in the league. I I think that's possible. I'm not saying it's going to be signed, sealed, delivered, or that Vikings fans would sign off on it, or that even Raiders fans or whatever receiver you want to say is the best in the league. But I think Jamar is already in the conversation and could vault himself to that spot.
0: You're going to have – Miami fans are going to probably mm. because that's what they like to do.
1: Jalen Waddle?
0: Wow. Tyreek Hill. I know. Uh, <laughs> a- AJ Brown. I mean, everyone's going to argue, right? People argue. I'm not going to agree with them, but that'll be content for us at some point. No, Jamar Jamar should be fantastic. And you're right. I mean, the difference in Cincinnati, maybe not Miami. They have, they have a couple guys down there that are very productive, but with a lot of teams is just how much They use all their weapons, but you're right. This should be an elite offense. 30 points or not, best offense in the league or not, whatever you want to label it, it should be an elite offense that is winning them a lot of football games. Irv Smith, a new part of that. And Jamar Chase has known Irv Smith for a very long time. Not sure how well-known this is. So let's hear from Jamar Chase on Irv Smith, then transition to T. Higgins and his comments coming up next.
1: Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, and whether you're Jamar Chase or you're Irv Smith Jr. or you're T. Higgins, who you will hear from, or you're just a Locked On Bengals listener, Built Bars are the number one protein bars on the planet, and they are perfect for you. Whether you're trying to get in better shape, you just want a healthier snack, or you need a post-workout protein punch, they're covered in 100% dark chocolate. They have a ton of protein, low sugar, low calories, and the best part, of course, the macros, but they taste great. You're not sacrificing taste for a healthy snack, whether it's in the middle of your day or, like I said, post-workout. So you can check them out right now at Built.com, which has always been the home for Built Bars. But now you can get them in person at local Walmart stores. They have a four-bar box available at Walmart or a big box, 13 bars at Sam's Club. So check them out today at Walmart, Sam's Club, or Built.com.
0: Jamar Chase and Irv Smith go way back, James. And it sounds like Jamar is very excited to have Irv Smith as a teammate this time instead of an opponent for the first time in a long time.
2: I was actually hype as hell. Zach texted me and uh, I sent Zach like a dancing gif when we got, when we got Irv. Because me and Irv used to work out in high school together, same trainer, and uh, we go way back. So it was pretty cool seeing Irv again, seeing him out on the field. And, you know, it feels good to see, see you another person.
1: So you know, obviously, what he brings to the field. W- what does he bring?
2: I know exactly what he's capable of. Um, I play him against – we played against each other in high school too and in college, so, uh, I mean, we, we've been following each other the whole journey. Um, but, you know, he he's going to have – I feel like he's good with the ball in his hands. You know, he can make a play. He has yak. He can definitely make a guy miss. You know, he's not the average speed tight end, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying, he's a smart player too, you know what I'm saying? So all of that plays a part in his game
1: love it i love that jamar was hyped obviously he tweeted about it when it happened and uh i think sent the same gif to uh to zach taylor it sounds like and that's kind of the the hope i think for irv smith transitioning from jamar to irv you're talking about a guy that was special too at a young age was an elite athlete at a young age produced in high school was a top recruit all of those things played at alabama and was a second-round pick at 20 years old. Like Hayden Hurst was 25, and I believe 25, 26, something like that in his first year, 25 when he was drafted. This guy was a second-round pick, and it just didn't work out in Minnesota mostly due to injury, but he's got the talent, and so hopefully he can stay healthy because I think if he stays healthy, he's going to produce in this offense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hard to see that athleticism not playing up. You mentioned the age, a big factor there, just a year older. Year and a half older, I guess, than than Jamar Chase.
1: It's crazy. I mean, he's twenty four right now. He'll be twenty five for this season, right? But yeah, whew, it's unbelievable. Has time,
0: and and for tight ends especially, and we've talked about this with Irv Smith a lot. The development curve in the nfl tends to take a little bit of time but when he's been on the field he has produced he just needs to stay on the field the physical development curve for all of these players tends to max out in the 23 to 25 to 27 it's a 23 to 27 window really for all positions in terms of physical development you're you're generally seeing these guys max out with a little bit of growth from 23 to 27 28 and then a little bit of a plateau before you start to see typically A little bit of that decline starting. It tends to be a slow start for that physical decline. Anyway, all these guys very far away from from the start of their physical declines and and hitting their peaks, as is T. Higgins, another Mm -hmm. young key member of this team. A lot of discussion this offseason about T. Higgins' extension because he is extension eligible and how that will fit in with Joe Burrow's contract. As Joe Burrow's talking about his awareness of wanting to keep guys like T Higgins and Jamar chase around him. Jamar also talked about wanting to keep those guys around him for as long as he could in Cincinnati, but T not extension, a big topic of attention this offseason so far.
1: Yeah, it's been a, a huge topic. And he, he, he answered questions about the rumblings, trade rumblings. He answered questions about the, the rumor that his deal was almost done or done and also just about coming to voluntary. Remember, this is voluntary. So some guys that are eligible for extensions don't show up to voluntary workouts. Here's T on all of those topics.
2: At the end of the day, I'm here for me. And you know, i want to get my my body in the best shape to to play at the, the highest level come game time. I see the stuff that people post on Twitter. I see it, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I know what's going on and other people don't, so.
1: You buy any of the the weird trade stuff before the combine that was out there? I'm sure you saw.
2: It. I seen it, but I wasn't. I wasn't tripping. Uh, I know I'm wanted here at the end of the day, and um, I knew I wasn't going nowhere. I had a lot of people texting me, man, but I ain't texting back because I knew it, it was nothing done. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, my mom texted me was like, "You got a deal done, son?" I was like, "Mom, trust me. If I had a deal done, you would be first enough <laughs> She was like also <laughs> but yeah man it was it was just you know just this rumors. i love
0: the uh the conversation the text conversation with t's mom I-, I love that little that tidbit at the end of that clip also before i forget jamar saying jif instead of gif just want to throw that to the internet so you guys can debate that pronunciation again but let's get back to t higgins what else stood out to you james as he was talking at his locker
1: yeah, Jiff is the way it is to me. I, I think that's the way it should have always been. But Let the it's still internet debate debates
0: rage, man.
1: Forever. Forever. I mean, it's been that way for 15 years, I think, where there's been a debate about that. Literally, Jamar Chase was at like eight, and they were still talking about it. That said, <laughs> yeah. um, T. Higgins, I, I think you're getting a couple of things. One, he wants to be in Cincinnati and is hoping a deal gets done. But... Is going to be a good soldier regardless, and I think that's the most important thing when you're talking about this season. It's not going to be, he's not going to be a distraction. He's going to handle his business, and and hopefully that deal comes. But the fact that he's there for voluntary stuff, it's big. And the fact that Jamar Chase and, and and T have such a bond, that's part of the key here. You want to keep the band together. That matters. That matters a lot. It really does. You know if. If Jesse Bates came up and, and was in a, a safety room the entire time of his career, essentially, uh, certainly the, the winning part of it, with a guy that was definitely staying, and I could say that about Jamar. I don't think there's a, a really a, a way the Bengals let him go anytime soon, regardless of an extension or not. You're talking, what, two more years of a rookie deal, fifth-year option, then two two tags, and I think he would be a rare two tag player. I mean, he's, he's going to be here for five years, even if there is no extension. So I think um, I think that helps when it comes to to hopefully keeping T around, obviously, all of the other things. But he's going to be a good soldier and is, is putting in the time, is working hard. and hopefully he has a career year too. I mean that, that's the part of it. He mentioned he, he was asked about goals this season. He said three one thousand yard receivers, obviously talking about Chase himself and Tyler Boyd, and get a ring. So I, I think those are realistic. I think those are honestly more realistic than uh, the, the, at least the one thousand yard marks th- than one hundred and twelve receptions for Chase. I think that's going to be tough to do.
0: Oh, I think Jamar can do the one hundred and twelve, just just for whatever my well, sure opinion he, is, is. Sure worth he can, that. but
1: that's thirty more catches versus Boyd getting another hundred and fifty yards.
0: I mean. He got to one hundred and seven in fifteen games last year, including the playoffs.
1: Including the playoffs, You're counting it's, 15 the
0: playoffs it's fifteen games. It's fifteen games. Sure, if he's healthy for seventeen games. Then, I mean, he's he's on track to do that. He had one hundred twenty-seven targets and eighty-seven catches in twelve games. One hundred twenty-seven targets was fourteenth in the NFL in twelve games. I think he can do one hundred and twelve. We'll see how the offense changes, but like just based on last year. The trajectory for him to hit that number is there. They also had injuries. You know, all three guys got hurt at different times. Hayden Hurst got hurt at, at some point as well. So, you know, th- that that plays a part in it for sure.
1: And and we'll see. We'll see about Boyd. Obviously, he hasn't hit the 1,000-yard mark since 2019. 800-yard mm-hmm. mark, if it's 2,000-yard receivers and an 800-yard, I would book that. Obviously, came up a, a bit short last year. But it was one less game, too. And in that game, I, I think he was going to, against Buffalo, was probably going to have a pretty big day. So,
0: yeah, those, uh, it's always tough for Tyler Boyd in, in this offense. Just the, the volume, just not there for him with the way the ball gets spread around. But he's still a really good player, obviously. Um, also, last note on the GIF thing, JIF thing, which the official pronunciation, I think, JIF. Originated in 1987, James. Older than me.
1: Older than the entire Bengals roster. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, Any more, it is, isn't it? I th- I think it is. Yeah,
0: they've lost wow. their veteran special teamers.
1: <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, up next, we have more uh, from from T. Higgins. One more clip, and then Ted Karras on Orlando Brown Jr. In the T one, you're going to want to hear because. It's about his number change, and he seemed pretty excited about it.
0: I think we're all excited about T Higgins getting into the s- single digits back to the number that he wore at Clemson, but probably not as excited as T James. What do you think?
1: I agree with you, and don't let me say it for you. Let's uh, let's hear from T. Obviously, we knew about the number change, but how did it feel to put the five on?
2: Felt good, my boy. It felt good. I'm not gonna lie, man. Feel good to be back in the five. Um, A lot of work to be done, you know, in this number, and hopefully I can keep that five legacy going in the family.
0: Good stuff. Stoked. I mean, it's going to translate to on-field results, is my takeaway there. When you feel good, you you look good, you play good, man.
1: Did you see the way he looked at me? Like, this is the the advantage, if you're listening, to subscribe to, to our YouTube channel as well, because you could just go to this clip. He's it felt good, my boy. Like he was all smiling, all excited, and he's known about this for a year and a half, two years. So, yeah, I think uh, he looks good in it. By the way, that's the other part we—I don't yeah. think we've necessarily talked about it. And the Bengals were on this on Tuesday, the nine to five connection. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked a nine to five in in plenty of years, and I'm blessed to not have have had to do that recently. But I love that you can say that. Imagine the radio calls with Dan Horde. Nine to five. Oh. Lap them in the background. It it's gonna be pretty good. So hopefully we hear that uh let's say twelve times this year mm. in the end zone. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of the touchdowns. I like touchdowns. Do you well, like if
1: touchdowns? Bro throws if Bro throws for fifty-five double nickel, then 55. it's gonna be a lot. See, I set the bar high, Jake. You you're talking about 112 catches. I'm talking about 55 tutties.
0: You you said you thought 55 was a lot of t- was a lot of or 112
1: was a lot of catches. It is a lot of catches. I'm thinking 20 touchdowns for Jamar. Receptions and there's it, it, a lot of receivers get receptions. What's what's how the about, single how, season how touchdown, touchdown record? Receptions. I believe Carl no, no, no. Pickens has it with 17.
0: Passing is it is it 54? Is that why you said 55?
1: What did Peyton Manning get in uh Denver. That's it.
0: It was a while ago. I mean, in the in, in the last few years, 48 in 2020. 55.
1: It's 55.
0: It is 55. Okay. In
1: 2013. His first year in Denver. Yeah, he was uh whew, that's when he had that big tight end. He had Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, Wes Welker. Whew,
0: they were loaded. In the last five years, there was a fifty, which is Mahomes in 2018 and Rodgers in 2020 got to 48. And those are the biggest, like by far the biggest. There's also a 43 in 2021. I think those are the only ones in the high 40s or 50s. And,
1: and Burrow got the Nish- 35 last year. So he mm-hmm. would have to double, like not double it, but it would have to add 20 to it to get. That. It wouldn't shock me, especially if they get to my 30 point threshold that I am expecting
0: the amount of of preseason hype around Joe Burrow and the MVP candidacy if you want to see him get there 55 touchdown passes is most likely a way to seal that up guaranteed he's
1: guaranteed yeah. the MVP
0: if he does that if you go to 55 and no one else does like 56
1: sure you know yeah i guess Mahomes if he does 65 which he won't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, wouldn't that suck that's like the home run record in 98, yeah. it was McGuire, Sammy Sosa, yeah. and Ken Griffey Jr. had like 60 or 56 or something. And it's like Griffey's killing it, and he's not doing it on roids. Not that Mahomes is on roids. That's not what I'm saying. But he, he's doing it clean, and you roid ragers over here are, are playing better. That's, that's my Griffey bias, of course, but it's true. I mean, geez, 56 home runs, and it went under the radar.
0: 56 in back-to-back seasons in 97 and 98 for Ken Griffey. It's unbelievable.
1: Best swing in the history of the game.
0: Oh man. Most aesthetically pleasing. One of the most aesthetically pleasing things in sports, but we digress. Let's get back on to the topic at hand. Joe Burrow had some praise for Orlando Brown yesterday. We talked very briefly about that. Was very excited to have him in the building and talked up his character and his fit in the locker room. But Ted Karras, also very, very bullish on the
1: Bengals new left tackle. High energy guy, brings it every single day. Um, you know, loves ball. Happy to be there. Obviously, is a, a giant man and, giant. and a, an elite left tackle. And is a huge pickup for us. Um, he's gonna fit in our offense. Amazing. Culturally, he's gonna be a culture driver. Uh, a guy that he's gonna be vocal in the locker room. I can't wait for you know our relationships all to develop uh, between you know me, him, and Kappa we have so many great leaders
2: in the O line and we need to come ready to go come this fall.
1: They do. And that's the other argument, right? When we're talking about 112 catches or 3000 yard receivers or 55 touchdowns, if this offensive line takes another step and can protect, where is the flaw? Like obviously health is always the case. You could say that about every team in the NFL. But there isn't really a true flaw where you would say, oh, well, Joe can't hit that mark. They're going to throw it a ton. I think they're going to throw it more now than ever. I, I, could, see, I could see this offense hitting numbers and marks that we haven't seen before and being much more consistent. Because I think they've had some ebbs and flows over the past couple of seasons that I don't anticipate them having, assuming they stay healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean health always is a big factor that we can't really predict or talk about, but we have to throw in as a caveat every time we talk about expectations for a season, right? Yeah. You can't you can't predict it, but it's always a factor, it's always a variable. Yeah, the way this offensive line comes together is gonna to be really interesting. I'm I'm excited to see what Orlando Brown does out there, how Cordell Volson develops, and then the the question mark at right tackle, right? is is what's going to actually play out there joe burrow yesterday we talked about his comments on jonah williams and you know acknowledging the business side of things acknowledging how important jonah is i think we still have the expectation here that jonah's going to start at right tackle take care essentially saying something similar would love to have jonah at right tackle there's going to be some competition we'll have to see how it all plays out because they don't know exactly what's going to happen there but all reports still indicating that he won't be there for the mandatory part of the off season program. And it's going to probably play right tackle for the Bengals this year. And so go ahead.
1: No, I I just, if that happens, I feel pretty good about this line. Obviously there's the little question mark, but there are a lot of us, uh, a lot of listeners that are high on Jackson Carmen. And so if you're high on him, that's great. He could be an awesome option at swing tackle. And you feel pretty good, I think, about potentially Max Sharping, who I want to mention was snapping the ball. Hmm. Just want to throw that out there. I don't I'm not saying that he's in front of Trey Hill by any stretch, but that's another option, I think, that they're at least exploring as a guy who could give them center reps if needed, maybe in a pinch or an emergency. Point is is um the more quality backups you have the better and jonah coming back it would allow that to happen so hopefully that happens too
0: part of the offseason where you just work the interior guys a little yeah. bit of a little bit of work all over the place in different positions might not be in anything
1: the, yeah. you're right might not be anything
0: because Ben Brown still there still still could compete right last year's uh one of the one of the more notable free age undrafted free agent signings the interior offensive lineman ben brown could be competing for that center backup job as well. But depth, I mean, yeah, that's important. And, and part of me wonders, and this is a whole other thing, but if Jackson Carmen has flipped the switch, right? What if they had just left him at left guard the whole time and he flipped the switch? now that you have all this tackle depth on the team and it'll be great to have, if he, if he turns into like quality swing tackle or, or better a starter Mm -hmm. level swing or starter level tackle, that's better. That's more valuable. Right. So then kudos to them for, for making that decision. But, and people are going to call this Cordell Volson's slander and I'm excited to see what he does this year. But if there was a weak link, if Jonah's the right tackle, it's still, let's see what Cordell Volson is who, had his ups and downs last year, right? People really like him because he's got the work ethic. He says all the right things and all that stuff, but has those athletic limitations where, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a big, it's a big tangent, and people are going to probably be upset that I'm bringing Cordo Bolson up. No, no, I'm talking about <clears throat> Jackson Carmen here.
1: This is a whole conversation that we can have at a later show, but there are plenty of guys that have something to prove. Mm-hmm. I've talked plenty about how Cordell Vols or uh, how Jackson Carmen has plenty to prove, well, Cordell Volson isn't alone or, you know, he's not out of that category. He's still in it. And I think he knows that. And, and so, yeah, maybe we should, that's a, a good topic. Let's put that on the, the docket here because Cordell Volson, we can explore that some more because there's some stuff there, I think, and, and potentially just really good stuff, but mm-hmm. how he fits at left guard alongside, Hopefully Orlando Brown for 17 games. I think that changes things a bit and and how this offensive line can look. So that's a, that's a good tease. We'll do that at a, a later date. I I don't think tomorrow though, Jake, I think we have a mailbag. I think we have our, our mailman out right now, mailmen and mailwomen, women, and they're gathering the envelopes that we will open to answer your questions on tomorrow's show.
0: Yeah. We'll get into a mailbag tomorrow to wrap up the week and Cordell Volson. Led the Bengals offense in snaps last year. He yeah. was on the field a ton for them 1,305 snaps. So I don't mean to like just to. You hate the him. Last just notes say it. In.
1: I, just I say don't, you hate him. I don't Come at on. all. And you, you hate literally... him because he played at North Dakota State. Say it. You just don't what? like the Bison. What? You don't like Bison. That's ridiculous. Bison are pretty cool. You said uh, it. I said what? <laughs>
0: I didn't say anything. <laughs> Cordo Wilson has clearly earned the respect and trust of the coaching staff to a pretty significant degree. And so you just hope that he, he takes that step and refines his craft, as many players do, from year one to year two. And we'll see what happens there. But you're right. It, it is an interesting conversation and something that we can expand on in the future. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast. Keep your eyes out if you haven't seen that mailbag tweet to get your questions in for the final show of the week. Until then, thanks for listening. day, and have a good one.